Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Find me on Twitter at Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D, F R O M P A. I it looks like will not be joined by the mauler today. He knew we were on for two o'clock, and his phone's going to voicemail, and he's not here. So um, I'm gonna just instead of doing our normal show where we build a lineup together, I will take you through my best plays of the week. And a little bit about lineup construction and why I am doing what I am. If anyone wants to jump on and uh, give an opinion on the day or something of that effect, um, you can DM me on Twitter and I'll see if I can get you in. So um, if not, we'll just go forward and make the best of the situation and we'll have to see what happens going forward with me and the mauler. Um, This isn't the first time. So um, let's just say that um, we'll we'll head right over to the quarterback position. And at the quarterback position, it is very interesting. I've narrowed my choices down to seven or eight guys. Um, Of those guys, um, mostly I'm going with a few. So there's the high price guys on DraftKings. If you look at the salary, you've got Aaron Rodgers at 7,700, Andrew Luck at 73, Big Ben at 72, and of course you must consider the man himself returning from suspension, angry Tom Brady at 7,500. Early in the week, it looked like it was going to be a Tom Brady week, and we were going to have heavy ownership on Tom Brady. Um, ownership has kind of leveled off on Brady. Um, I, I I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger is now projected to be the highest-owned quarterback on the week. Uh, but Brady is projected to be the second-highest-owned quarterback, depending on the site. Um, Roto Grinders has it 18 to 16 and a half. Uh, Fantasy Labs has them both in the 13 to 16 percent range, with Aaron Rodgers in the 9 to 12 point range, and over on DraftKings, uh, about uh, Derek Carr is actually third, followed by Rodgers and then Andrew Luck. And that is what I'm going to talk about a little bit. I will have some Ben. I might have one lineup with Brady, <clears throat> and I'll have one, a couple with Aaron Rodgers, but very small amounts, um, more of a hedge in case they go off. 
Um, but if you look at it and you think logically, at those price points, they all have good matchups. They're all good quarterbacks. They've all got reasons to be successful. If you look at their floor, Rodgers and Luck have the best floor, uh, followed by Brady and then Ben. Um, Brady has the highest ceiling, followed by Ben and, and Rodgers, but it's very close. Um, Luck has slightly less of a ceiling, and that might be why he's getting the lowest ownership percentage. Um, but that's what makes him interesting to me in a home matchup against a, a not very good Chicago team on the turf at home. Um, I, I think Andrew Luck is going to be my highest owned of those four quarterbacks. Um, if you want to win a GPP, ownership is such a big part of being able to do it. So if you don't have the ownership that you want, um, and the high ownership, I mean, then why not fade? You know, and again, the term fade doesn't mean you don't play anybody uh, at all. It means that you figure what the ownership is. So let's say 13 to 16% for Ben and Brady. Well, I'm going to have very little Brady. I'll probably have him in 2 to 3% of my lineups. And Ben, probably around 10% or less, maybe down to 8 Because I, I do think Ben is the best pure play on the board. Um, you know, Rodgers, I'll, I'll be right about even weight. And then I'll probably be double weight on uh, on on luck. So you, you, you get through those guys, and then there's, you know, some other good choices. I've been focused a lot on home favorites and home quarterbacks, and I really like taking a shot to win the GPP. And remember, folks, I'm mostly interested in winning GPPs and playing GPPs. I decided because I work 50, 60 hours a week that I wasn't going to attempt to spend a tremendous amount of time on cash or any time on cash, and I, I don't feel like I'm missing much. I'm up for the year. Um, All right, so my low-priced quarterbacks, the number one guy I've got is Derek Carr. He's my second-highest-owned quarterback of the week. But as I'm starting to see his ownership trend upwards, um, I'm tempted to take him down a little bit. I just took him out of – I have right now three Millie Maker lineups, and I took Carr out of the one that I had for him. Um. And the, t- the the lower price guys that I like are Ryan Tannehill at home. Tennessee is a funnel defense. Tannehill scheduled in that two to four percent range on one site and right at four on the other. And then you look at um, my other guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's scheduled to have a little more ownership than the other guys, and he is a road quarterback. But I, I do think that that's the game most likely to shoot out. And if I can get ownership at half of what I can get for Ben, but play a lot of Ben's big targets along with one of the best price wide receivers, two of the best price wide receivers of the week in Anua and Marshall. So Fitz might end up being my second highest owned quarterback. Uh, Tannehill at home, Joe Flacco again at home. Uh, Washington is a team that can be run on, 
but I still think at 2 to 4% ownership with good wide receivers, Flacco is a good GPP play. So that, um, that, that pretty much covers it for me for the quarterback position. Uh, let's see, you know, Brady, I'm just going to, you know, hope that Brady is a little rusty and that he takes a lot of that ownership and the ship down with him. So we move over to the running back position. And at the running back position, we've got um, from the high end down, Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray. I am fading almost, if not completely, Melvin Gordon. Uh, his ownership still expected to be in the 13 to 15% range on one site, and let's see what it is on the other. Mr. Melvin, yeah, he's got Gordon. He's got Gordon at, um, yeah, 13%. So, uh, yeah, I, I, at, the, at the price he's at, he hasn't been very uh, efficient. He's gotten a lot of goal line plunges for touchdowns that have saved some fantasy weeks for him. So he's an easy fade for me. Uh, very high on C.J. Anderson. I will have LaShawn McCoy some every week. Any time, you know, running back is all about usage, and McCoy gets it every week. And while you think this isn't an ideal matchup for him, um, with an expected ownership of 5 to 8%, I'll be slightly over that. Another five to eight guy, Todd Gurley, I will be significantly over. Um, maybe it's me just whistling in the wind because I did have so much, you know, I had Todd Gurley in SFB 480, and that looks to have been a mistake using the number one pick on him. Um, certainly man enough to admit that, but um, every week, LaShawn McCoy is a good play. And Todd Gurley is also, because of usage, this week. Uh, Buffalo coming across country after, you know, the big victory over the Patriots. There's a perfect letdown spot. And at 6,500, he's someone that I have significant – I'll be overweight on. And uh, LeGarrette Blunt, I will be underweight on with Tom Brady coming back, but he's on my list. Jordan Howard um, has – 21 to 25 percent ownership expected on one site, and he's got 27 percent on the other site, which means he's heavily owned. But he is going to get a ton of usage, and I will be probably slightly overweight on Mr. Um, Howard. And one of my sneakier picks of the week, not as sneaky as I hoped he would be, but at $5,000, Devonta Freeman playing the Denver Broncos. You would think that uh, I and some of the other people who've touted him this week would be off him completely. Uh, but he's $5,000 because of the presence of Coleman. Coleman has sickle cell anemia. He has mentioned already that he will not be – um, you know, that he's not sure he's going to play. So the ideal scenario for me is that he is announced as playing. You put Freeman into a certain amount of lineups. you got to pick your exposure. I will definitely be overweight on his 2 to 4% expected ownership on one site. 
and on the other site, they got him at 5%, which is I think is closer to where he'll end up. <clears throat> but to me, if Coleman sits out or if Coleman is announced to play and they've got him there, and you know, I could see him getting a lot less of his normal workload. And the way to play against Denver is the running game. So I think Freeman is pretty sneaky. Theo Riddick is a pivot at 49. I think he's really been under the radar all week. He's a late addition for me. Isaiah Crowell, another guy getting a lot of ownership. Uh, Much scarier for me than he was last week. I'll have about half of what I had last week. You know, he's not projected for much ownership, but I'll have about 15%, maybe a little more. Another good choice at 4,800 home running back is Terrence West. Um, Kenneth Dixon is going to siphon off a lot of people's interest in West, but Washington is a bad run defense, and I think his 5 to 8% on one site, let's see what we have on the other, 8%. So, Yeah, I mean, I wish he was a little bit less owned, but I still will be a little bit overweight on Terrence West. Moving down, Darren Sproles, just a a dart thrower to Bilal Powell in case of injury to Forte. If he sits out, Powell is someone to keep on your radar, or if it looks like Forte is not going to play a lot. Jarek McKinnon is probably going to be my highest owned running back of the week. Uh, Houston without J.J. Watt, at home, favorites, backfield work, running the ball, catching the ball. Uh, yeah, red zone is uh, is an issue, but he's 21 to 25%, and I expect that I will be a little bit overweight on Jarek McKinnon. Um, the other site has him at 25. I will be 30 to 35 is my guess. Uh, DeAndre Washington, I have less interest in. He'll be about 30% owned. Jalen Richard. Uh, and, uh, and James White is a late guy that I think is interesting. Brady coming back, dropping the ball off. Um, keep him in mind. So we move over to the wide receivers. Rather than swallowing, I'm just going to drink and get it over with. Antonio Brown is a play every week. Um, he is no bargain at 9,800. Um, as we move down, uh, I, I certainly think that A.J. Green is sneaky this week. Um, one site has him at 10% ownership, and let's see what the other one does. I will probably be right at that 10% area. I don't see him. Where is he? Nothing like dead air, right? The other site has them at 8%. So, um, you know, I would have liked it a little lower, but I love playing the stud wide receivers on weeks where, you know, where they would normally get 20 25%. They're getting 8 um, because sometimes, as I mentioned, the irresistible force will defeat the immovable object. Um Next up on my list is my number one. Well, Odell Beckham is someone I'm going to have a good bit of. 
I know that it's scary and there's other receivers and they're on the, but uh, I like, I like uh, wide receivers on the road, ones that look like they're going to have to pass. And I think that Odell might get cured this week. Jordy Nelson, um, pretty much for me, just a guy I'm stacking with um, Aaron Rodgers. Alshon Jeffrey, again, mostly a guy I would stack with Hoyer. Uh, might have a few points of Hoyer. I didn't mention him earlier. T.Y. Hilton, um, at home, he's a different guy. Um, all He'll be the only guy I really stack with Andrew Luck and just hope that I hit it hard. Amari Cooper, we're not sure who he's going to face, but he's interesting this week as is Crabtree. My number one wide receiver on the week will probably be Brandon Marshall. I like both of the Miami guys. Um, you know, when I said I like Tannehill, I will have both Landry and Parker stacks. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Jordan Matthews and who, uh, Julian Edelman are all guys I'm going to be underweight on. Uh, Travis Benjamin, I'm back on him this week. Terrell Pryor, not so much. Shepard, not so much. Um, you know, these are all guys that um, have the ability. Wide receiver is where I like to have the most names on my list. Uh, Quincy Inua, I'll have over 30%. I like Cam. I'm just going to start throwing out some names that I like. Cameron Meredith, um, really under the radar guy I like. I'll have a decent amount of ownership on him. And I mentioned Parker and Benjamin. So Will Fuller, a lot of people are off him this week. Anytime I can get, you know, Will Fuller is a guy who's going to be 7,500 soon. He's still not that high overall in ownership. And, I mean, in salary at 5,800, the way he's played, the way he can go off, and with a projected ownership in the 5 to 8 range, yes, please, I will be a slightly overweight on Will Fuller. Um, sure, he could have a bad week. They're playing a great defense, but if he gets two long touchdowns, maybe gets another punt return touchdown, there's a lot of ways where he can pay off 5,800. So I am definitely a fan of Will Fuller this week. On the low end, um, besides Meredith, the Chicago guy, I like Nelson Aguilar. Um, he is a good dart GPP play. Um, Robert Woods is a low price guy I, I will have in some lineups. Uh, let's see. Sammy Coates, again, I won't have a ton. Uh, he doesn't get enough guaranteed targets, but he's a guy who is getting a lot of long passes. Long passes um, lead to touchdowns sometimes. Mike Wallace is another in that area. Everyone's going to be on Steve Smith. And, look, Smith gets the targets. He's a, a good choice, but a 37-year-old guy with 10% ownership, I expect to be underweight on my all-time favorite wide receiver uh, since the last few years. I'll be going back to Mike Wallace, suggested 2 to 4% ownership, uh, home matchup. You know, I, I think that Mike Wallace is the better play than Steve Smith this week. If you're telling me that the difference in ownership is 3 to 
definitely more interested in Mr. Wallace than I am Mr. Smith. Um, obviously, I wasn't planning on doing this show alone today, so I'm, I'm doing the best I can here. Uh, the show must go on, as they say. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, another one of those great GPP-type guys. Um, and I got a little bit of both uh, Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard as pivots off of my Beckham ownership. Um, because if that goes sour for him, most likely they do well. A lot of people like Eli this week. He seems to be the favorite of many. Road quarterback, you know, eh, I, I would rather get ownership of Eli through his receivers than through him this week. And I know I, I could be wrong, but when you've got to narrow down, if you really want to narrow down your assortment of who you're playing, which I think is what the pros do so well, um, you got to make some hard choices. And for me, um, not having Eli as part of my assortment was one of those things that um, is pretty important. So we've got Eli as someone that I'm not looking at. All right, so that about does it. I guess Marvin Jones, I'll have a drip and a drab, um, as well as Golden Tate. And that pretty much covers most of the people that I'm going to be looking at at wide receiver this week. At tight end, this is the position I'm most narrow on. Zach Ertz, I started off with a ton of Zach Ertz. He's got that great matchup against the Lions. But then I found some other guys I like, so he's come down. My favorite wide receiver of the uh, tight end of the week is Martellus Bennett. Uh, Gronk is not healthy. Brady is back. Uh, I, I just, you know, low ownership. I mean, Bennett's, you know, in that five to eight range and on one site. And let's go look at the other. We'll go over to tight end. And we'll check out the ownership on Mr. Bennett. Yep, six per six and a half percent here. So, yeah, I I'm going to be way overweight on Bennett. I I think he's got a ton of talent, and you know I'll stack him with Tom Brady, and I will also have him alone. He's one of my favorite plays of the week. Um, let's see, I got off a of Pitta, and. Really a lot, especially with Diggs out, uh, Rudolph's ownership is jumped to 9 to 12% on one site. And let's see what it is on the other. Yeah, right in that uh, 10, around 10%, I'll be overweight on Kyle Rudolph. I'll be underweight on Zach Miller. He's banged up. Um, I'll just take a chance there. I mean, that again, that's one of those guys. Sometimes you just got to make a, a stand. And uh, we'll tie with Donnell out. Um, he'll be another one of my pivots and another way that I hope to get Eli ownership. Um, I will have a good bit of will tie. And dart throws, Richard Rogers and Jesse James are pretty good dart throws. Defense, we don't normally spend too much time on defense. I started the week on the Vikings. Um, I thought that they were a good choice, and I still have a good bit of the of them. Um, the Patriots and the Broncos and the Vikings are the chalk. 
The Rams are my number one ownership. I think that, as I mentioned, that Bill's spot is very, very difficult. And so that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, have a lot of the Rams. Um, I think the Ravens are very sneaky. I think that Kirk Cousins is, is a guy who can blow up and, and give you those pick sixes. And for that reason, I think that he is a sneaky play. Um, one other sneaky play back to the quarterback position that I'm taking a dart throw in a couple lineups is Carson Wentz um, because Ertz is one of my favorite guys, and I like Aguilar. Uh, Wentz also should have a floor with his legs. That was one guy I didn't mention. Not a lot else at um, a kicker uh, at uh, defense that I like. Hopefully you guys got a little bit out of this session, getting some of my favorite plays of the week. Um, And I I appreciate anyone who bore with it today. Uh, Hopefully I'll hear from the mauler and find out what was the reason that he missed. And we'll hopefully, you know, see how it goes, get back together next week. And, um, that's the most likely outcome is that, uh, you know, we just talk and he's back next week. So um, I can't play the boys are back in town because we weren't together this week. And, you know, let's see, how am I going to lead you out with what song am I going to lead you out? Uh, Let's go with uh, one of these nights by the Eagles and hope that your night, on Sunday night is one of those nights, and a, a good sweat to all of us. Thanks for listening.